0: If you want to expedite the process of fat loss, there's two types of cardios that you can do. Um, One would be long distance training. Like if you're doing one pace, you're going to want to go for a long time, maybe like an hour. And then if you don't want to spend that much time, you can do interval trainings with cardio. So...
1: Girl gang, welcome back to the Girl We Girl Now podcast. I am your host, Victoria. If you are looking for tips, advice, and/or inspiration, then you are in the right place. This podcast was created to help you navigate life and live your most fulfilled life. This month the series theme is self-improvement. So Last week, I talked about how to become unstoppable. This week, we are going to be talking about all things fitness. And for the rest of the month, we will be talking about self-improvement topics. So I really hope you guys are looking forward to this because I think it's the perfect series to start off January. I know a lot of us have resolutions or goals and things we want to accomplish, so I really wanted to start the year off strong with some tips and inspiration that we can all use to really just get our mind right because I said this last episode and I'm going to say it a lot, but I just really feel like 2024 is that year to really go after your goals and accomplish the things that you want and really start to solidify your dream life, so I really hope you guys are as excited about 2024 as I am. Okay, so in today's episode, we will be talking about all things fitness with Camille Trotter. Camille is a certified personal trainer and health coach based in New York City. She is also the owner of CT Fit. In this episode, Camille shares her journey into becoming a trainer, which I think will really inspire a lot of us because she changed her career path and decided to follow her passion for fitness and then turn it into a business. We also talk about the misconceptions in the fitness industry, how to create a healthy routine that will get you results. She gave tips on how you can structure your workouts to lose weight or build muscle, as well as how hormones and other factors may be having an impact on your results. We really cover so much in this episode, so whether you are new to fitness, getting back into fitness, or a seasoned pro, there is something that you can take from this episode So so with that, let's go ahead and get into the conversation with Camille. So Camille, I found you on Instagram and what I really loved about your content is that it was so informational and I learned a lot, but also you just brought so much personality and you made it entertaining as well. And I think especially just with everything we see on social media, like that just really drew me in. And I was like, okay, so she knows what she's talking about. She's really entertaining and she seems like she's a great personality. I'm invested and now I want to learn from her. So I'm sure that also other people can relate to that who follow you. Oh, you're so sweet. (laughs) Thanks so much. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely try
0: to make it an enjoyable process. So many people are intimidated by the fitness world, especially women, because it's a male dominated industry. And so I, I try to make it funny, relatable, and generally like easy to understand for sure.
1: Yes, it's definitely relatable. So you're definitely nailing it. So I just, I really love that. And I'm so happy to have you on so that I can pick your brain and get all the tips and tricks so that we can all just really get into a healthy routine for the new year. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course. Okay, so before we get into the conversation, I do want to start with a little icebreaker question. So what is your 2024 mantra or focus word that you are using so that you can live your most fulfilled life this year? Yeah, so
0: my mantra, and it's been this way for the past couple months as well, um, is to simply be interested. So I often in the past have shied away from topics because of insecurity, lack of faith in myself. And I think being interested and in just focusing on just my innate or curiosity and focusing on feeding that instead of all these other preconceived notions of of myself or any sort of like, End goal can help me just grow as a person, um, learn more and connect with people even better.
1: I love that a lot. Just be interested. I love that so much because when you kind of tell yourself that you're just not going to shy away from like you said things you might have in the past, so it's like really exactly. a challenge to yourself to like really embrace right. those moments and those opportunities. So I love that. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and what led you to becoming a trainer? Yeah,
0: so this wasn't always like the what I had in mind. I actually, you know, I did grow up really active i was a dancer and a soccer player and my dad was actually an amateur bodybuilder so he showed me a lot of the ropes of of the gym but i actually moved to the east coast in hopes of becoming an attorney because my family's filled with attorneys so after college i took this paralegal job and discovered that I hated it. (laughs) It was horrible. (laughs) No offense to the lawyers out there. It's still, I think there's aspects that are really interesting, but just the day in, day out was really depleting my soul. And I fell into this bout of depression and anxiety and my day-to-day was Horrible was so inactive. It was just at a desk. And when I would get home, I would curl up on the couch and have cookies and wine. And then, you know, wake up the next day and repeat until I decided, okay, this is not good. This is not healthy. Let me change. Um, so I decided to take up dancing again and try a new, um, dance form. So I, Tried salsa and I like fell in love immediately. Um, I was doing it every day. I would look forward to it every day. And then I decided to start teaching it on the side. And that's when it really clicked how much I loved giving other people what I really needed as well was, you know, a space, a safe space outside of the stresses of life and work to really just focus on movement, focus on the joy of it. And also focus on your understanding of your own body. And so scrapped the law (laughs) career and decided to get my personal training certification. And then I worked at a gym. And then during the pandemic was a good opportunity to kind of go out on my own and make it a a full time thing for myself.
1: Wow, I have so much admiration for people who like you wanted to do law, you started it, you figured out that actually, it just wasn't for you once you got into it. And then you took that leap of faith to do what you actually wanted to do and what really like lit you up. For me, I think that is so great because a lot of times like fear can really stop people, especially when we think about a, I guess, maybe I'll say the traditional route that like most of our parents told us to go, which it is like the lawyers, the doctors, the engineers, business school. So I just admire so much that you made that decision for yourself because it's your life and then you did that and now you're just helping so many people. So I think that in and of itself can just really teach all of us like If we want to go after something, like don't be afraid to. So I love that. Right. Like my parents were definitely like, What? You went to school like (laughs) in
0: preparation for law school and what? But you know, at the end of the day, it's your life and it's my life. So I'm going to do what makes me happy.
1: Yeah. I think that's really crucial, especially as we're talking about health and fitness. I think the happiness aspect and getting that happiness from whatever makes you happy and getting that joy from whatever you're passionate about, I think is so, it's like a huge part of just that healthy state of being. So what are some common misconceptions about women's fitness that you tend to hear or see a lot on social media or with your clients? Oh my gosh, there's so <laughs> much.
0: <laughs> it's horrible, especially Speaking with Instagram. <laughs> yes. Right. One one thing that really pops to mind is the unrealistic standards that are portrayed in the media especially on instagram and now that it's like so easy to for everybody to get on this platform and showcase their bodies there's a lot of people fooling you out there so um for example i've seen so many girls with booty programs which i have my own i'm all natural (laughs) But they totally have Brazilian butt lifts. (laughs) And they got these girls fooled that you can do XYZ exercises and get glutes of this unrealistic standard. On top of that, if you, you know, not going to the extent of surgery, but even just the way people pose or have certain lighting in their Instagram, where Certain lighting will not showcase the cellulite you have or a position where it looks like your waist is super tight or your leggings are pulled up so you don't show your <laughs> all yeah. the you know the tummy and gut. I see it in real time with my clients referencing people on Instagram, um, mm. people on TV saying they want that or why can't I get like that and it being really discouraging. Um, so it's part of my mission, not only to train them, to get them to their performance goals and weight goals, but also to manage the expectations.
1: I think that's so important. And I I love that you mentioned that because it's true. We see now almost, there's just so many fitness models that always pop up on your, for you, especially if you're into fitness and you are looking for some kind of tips or guidance. So I love that you mentioned that because not everyone is as transparent as they should be. Like if you want to get surgery, get surgery, but don't fool us and sell a program when that's not all you've done so exactly. I love I love when I see fitness people be very transparent and it just it makes sense and I think for I mean maybe not for everyone but sometimes we can kind of tell or we're a little suspicious sure. but mm-hmm. I think also just with body image like it does play a huge role with social yeah media and,
0: and it's really attractive yeah. and you want to believe it like that it's possible that you can get those results um, from yeah. doing some exercises and just extending onto that one misconception I see a lot of people promoting is spot training, which is the belief that if you exercise a certain muscle, you're going to lose fat in that area. And it's just a myth. So you see a lot of trainers being like, "Do all these um, exercises to have like shredded abs or defined abs? It's like doing ab exercises will get you a strong core, but let's <laughs> let's not sell people that it's going to make you have a six pack, you know? Because there's a lot more training um, and types of training that go into that uh, instead of just." you know, the strength exercises themselves.
1: Yeah. And that makes so much sense. And also, I just feel like I'm sure you help your clients manage their expectations, but it would be nice if someone if more people, because people do come on, but if people would just come on the internet and be like, you know what? Like it took me X amount of time to get here. But I think a lot of times people will just show this before and after and make it seem like it was so quick. And then when you're trying to get it, you're like, what's wrong with me? Like, why is this not working for me? And it does get discouraging.
0: Exactly. And genetics have a huge role in it too. For me, I'm blessed with the sense that I don't gain fat in my lower abs where some women might. I get it you know, in my face or my arms. <laughs> I have other areas, right? But in that sense, like having a defined core is going to be an easier for me, like, obviously, I have to maintain it. And it's not like I'm I'm fit from not doing any work. But there is a role in genetics and that, you know, you shouldn't be too hard on yourself if you do good work, and you don't have the flattest stomach.
1: Yeah, I definitely appreciate you saying that. It's definitely encouraging. (laughs) yeah so. Yeah, So, so what are some tips that you would give us or give someone who is struggling to stay consistent and motivated when it comes to adopting that healthy routine yeah um good question so i would say be honest with yourself
0: How much time can you commit going to the gym? A lot of people get super excited, me including, and I do this with like shopping, that I'm going to (laughs) like buy all these plans and whatever, I'm going to change my life. And then you end up just dropping the wheel because it's too much. Um, You may do it for the first week, you might hit the gym five times, but then that second week comes around and you're like, dang, I have to do five again? No. If you're especially starting out from no days at the gym, I would say shoot for one time a week. And then if you make it more times, then think of it as kind of like bonus points because then you're thinking of it as not failing when you don't reach the five, right? You got to what your goal was. You got one in and then you got a little extra. So kudos to you. I found that being realistic actually helps in the long run. Two... I think performance goals are huge. People get really discouraged if they don't drop five pounds within a month, for example. And it can be really hard to start seeing weight-related goals or getting the muscle definition that you want to see. But you can see a lot faster realistic performance goals that you set for yourself. So for example, if you can't do a push-up and you can almost get to like a push up from your knees. Maybe a good goal starting out would be I'm going to do 5 push ups from the knees solid within a month. And then you go into the gym and you have that goal in mind and it inspires you to hit that workout to get to that that goal at the end. And you'll see in real time week to week getting closer to that and that is so motivating instead of focused on maybe or maybe not reaching some dream physique.
1: I like that cuz it gives you something to look forward to and it is less pressure. Because it's like, okay, like the goal is to do this push up. So I know if I'm doing this whatever workout that I have planned to do. And then maybe at the end, I try my push-up. So I think that is a really good tip. Because yeah. as you said, like, it's, it can be so hard with this scale. So I love that. Right. In your opinion, what are the top three things that women should focus on when they're trying to get that snatched and toned figure? Yes. Uh, <laughs>
0: everybody wants
1: to get snatched. So I would say
0: consistency is key. So going back to that, making sure, you know, even if it is one time a week that you're doing that, because there's real science behind It's called super compensation. So when you're doing a workout, before the workout, you have this base fitness level. As the workout progresses, your fitness level goes down because you're breaking down your muscle, you're getting tired. And then after the workout, you're in a recovery phase where your body is recovering itself. And then there's a short period afterwards, super compensation, where your fitness level is actually above where you started at before the workout. And that usually lasts up to seven days. Now, if you work out at that super compensation period, you have the ability to keep the cycle going, keep going up, keep going up. But if you don't work out, then you're Fitness level is going to go back to that base fitness level that you originally started out with. So consistency is real. (laughs) Um, So that's number one. Number two, which will make a lot of people sad, is reducing alcohol. Alcohol has empty calories, and it's a lot. It's so funny when I have my clients record their diets. They're like, "Wow, I really didn't know how many calories was in one glass of wine. I could have had (laughs) two enchiladas, or you know, something." That might even taste better. So a lot of empty calories. And the type of fat that it usually turns into is the fat that goes into the stomach area. Mm. So... I know it sucks but <laughs> it, it's it's definitely how the the body metabolizes it as well as third it makes you hungrier it, it increases your appetite so like we've all been had those moments where you're like I want pizza after drinking and then it extends onto that afterwards too after a night of too many so limiting for sure I'm not the type of person that's like go oh, no alcohol like 100% we're trying to have a good life fun whatever But if you can limit that intake to maybe just the weekends or not having it every single day the CDC recommends lower than eight for women in a week. So, you know, if you want to have a night out, you can go have a night out. But if you're going to have those kind of fun weekends, make sure that you limit during the week.
1: No, that makes a lot of sense. And yes, probably will make a few people sad, but at least like you said, it's not like you have to completely give it up. But if you limit it and you're just really intentional about it, and especially if you're intentional about it in relation to your goals, then
0: that can kind of set you up for success. Right, exactly. And then I just wanted to add third for getting that snatch waist is building muscle because with muscle, you're also burning more at rest. So instead of just working on just like doing cardio endlessly, like Also prioritize doing that muscle building so that when you're resting, you're burning
1: more. That makes a lot of sense. And just speaking of building muscles, I feel like there's a conversation around can you transform your body with lower weights and higher reps or do you have to do the higher weight? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so with muscle
0: building, there's two types of muscle fibers. There's slow twitch and fast twitch. Slow twitch is like leaner muscle that is for more endurance. So think of the muscles that are like in near your spine, holding up your posture. Those are slow twitch muscles because you have to hold your posture for a long time. Mm. Type two is fast twitch. It's more power, more big strength. And when you train them properly, they're bigger in size. So if you want to transform Holistically, doing just low weight, high rep will not work the fast twitch. That will work more the endurance muscles. That being said, like there's a huge fear with women of like getting too bulky. It shouldn't be a fear because you don't necessarily get bulky from training the fast twitch muscles. You can increase their strength, but there's a specific kind of training called hypertrophy training, which is to make the muscles bigger, and it goes deeper than just lifting heavy weights. There's like a format to it. It's not like you're accidentally going to get there. So yeah, I mean, it can be effective to go lighter weight, higher rep, but I think that your body also likes a new stimulus. It, it kind of plateaus after four to eight weeks. So you're not going to want to d- be doing that all the time.
1: That makes sense. So just with that in mind, I feel like Pilates is like all the rage. So for like yeah. the girls in their Pilates era are like bar, legree, all of those lower impact workouts, can these kind of workouts help get the tone snatch body or even help people lose weight? Oh, 100%. I think whatever gets people moving, honestly.
0: That being said, I do advise caution for people who are prone to injury or have injuries or new from doing group classes that don't have one-on-one intention because you might find fall into bad movement patterns that those types of classes it's like really like the same movement over and over and over again and if you're in a bad position or you have overactive quadriceps the, the muscle on the front of the thigh might not be the best for you to do repetitive movement like it's done in the class so i would advise you know leaving that to not every day maybe supplementing that into the workout maybe one or two times a week and then also focus on and other movements that are going to build muscles that are not very you're not using often during the day. So a lot of like back exercises to keep your posture up, core, glutes. There's a lot of us sit a lot of the day, so really having that well uh, rounded routine.
1: Yeah, I really like that. Like that makes sense. Like if you do your weight training or whatever, like a few times a week, maybe three days and then two days or whatever you can do Pilates, right? I think that. It's a really good balance. Yes, yes. Variation is key. Ooh. Okay. So for a beginner who's just starting their fitness journey and doesn't know where to start, what tips would you give them to get started on their fitness journey? I would say, yay! You.
0: It's hard. It's hard to to get out there. I would say prioritize rolling out in the beginning of your workouts and rolling out. And if you ever see people in the gym with foam rollers or like lacrosse balls doing massage work, that's really Important to loosen up super tight muscles. So spend five minutes doing that. Oftentimes, if you're a beginner, you're probably going to have tight quads, tight traps. So spend some time loosening them up. And then I would advise for a strength endurance type of program where I often give uh, this program to beginner clients of mine, which is to work on how long your body can last in certain positions, right? Mm. So if you have a weak core, we're not going to just do crunches. We're going to superset a traditional strength exercise, like maybe crunches, with a plank. And Mm. that, yeah, so... that like that helps your muscles last longer and that's going to be really foundational to be doing more advanced workouts so how can you expect yourself to like lift a crazy amount if you can't even hold a position for 1 second <laughs> so it's good to dart out that way so the way it would work like i said again a superset so it's two exercises done back to back the first exercise being a typical strength exercise so then flexion and extension maybe bicep curls crunches like i said squats And then the second exercise being a stagnant holding position like a plank or a wall sit. You'll notice that it will give you a lot more stability and foundation to continue on from that.
1: I like that. I definitely could see like what that would do for the body, especially if you are a beginner. So I like that. And I've never heard of it said to like do the strength with like a holding position. That makes sense because trying to hold a plank for a minute. I mean, you it. <laughs>
0: it's hard. It's hard. I hate them yeah. too. <laughs> yeah.
1: But like we know like, they're so good because it's a real testament to like how much you probably do need to start training your core if you don't train your core. So it's a really good right, test exactly. to see where you're at. So in your opinion, how often should we be working out and about how long should we aim for our workouts to be if we do want to lose weight? Good question. So I always say try to get some
0: movement at least 30 minutes a day, and that is have to be like in one session. Um, it could be three 10 minute walks. Anything that's going to get you moving. Now, hypothetically, you could lose weight without even exercising. Um, research says that it's safe to lose one to two pounds a week. So if you restrict your diet by like 500 calories a day, you, this should help you get the weight off and gradually so. So you don't necessarily need to work out. Now, workout will exp- that process. And maybe you don't even have to restrict your diet. Um, But just you want to make sure that you're burning, again, more than than you're consuming. I think that on top of daily movement, it would be great to do two days of strength training a week, that is often something most people could commit to, and is a good way to a good enough time to hit all parts of the body. Um, So if you do like upper body one day, lower body, the next, or do the front of the body, the back of the body the next. That's usually what I recommend, 30 to 60 minutes. And if you don't have 60 minutes, like 20 to 30 minutes, you can totally get that out. Three exercises, usually compound movement exercises. So ones that are working the whole body. So think like a squat to like press, things like that,
1: like get the blood flow going throughout the whole body it can really maximize your time. So that's, I guess, for fat loss, but what about for someone who isn't necessarily trying to lose weight, but they're trying to build muscle? Would it be a different kind of focus for them?
0: The workout itself should be different. I wouldn't say the frequency would necessarily have to change. If you're trying to gain weight, diet is going to be really important. Protein intake is probably gonna be the bigger factor, you want to increase that more than what you would have if you would want to maintain but yeah there shouldn't be like I always say come when you can and if you're trying to build muscle one way you can increase the level that you're you know the level of your strength is by increasing the days that you go or increase the duration of the workout um, not just like the amount of weight that you're lifting.
1: So for someone who's not a beginner and say they've been working out but they're kind of at a plateau but they want to lose fat. What would be your favorite style of training?
0: Right. So like I mentioned before, the body plateaus like every four to eight weeks. So you want to be switching up your workout anyways. But my favorite go to would be high intensity interval training or HIIT where you go From one exercise to the next, usually like in a circuit, and you go like a strength exercise paired with like a cardio exercise and then strength, cardio strength. Because you're not just burning a lot of calories during the moment, but you're actually speeding up your metabolism post-exercise. So you get more bang for your buck.
1: So is the cardio what's speeding up the metabolism or is it just Um, a combination
0: of both? it's the combination of both. You're working both like different parts of the body. So more muscular, um, which is a a certain kind of output versus like um, cardiovascular. So those in combination is a lot for the body to handle.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. So with high intensity, with that kind of circuit training, would you recommend that the rest periods be short? The shorter they are, the better they are. But I always like to
0: say that you need to make sure you don't injure yourself because then that's going to cut into your training and... Stop the consistency and then you'll get in a funk and then you'll stop going to the ch- uh, So <laughs> doing what you can, but a great way to progress like from week to week would be, for example, changing the rest periods in between. So maybe you rest between sets like one minute the first week, then you go down to 45, the next, then 30. And you should feel a difference too and even the recovery from week to week that you can be able to lower that duration the more you do interval training
1: okay yeah that makes sense so what about rep range is there like a sweet spot with rep range i always love personally
0: to do between like 8 and 12 otherwise when i get further and often with my clients it's kind of like okay are we still here (laughs) Uh, But again, it depends on the type of workout. So if you're working for more like heavy weightlifting, a lower rep range will be what you would want to do. If you're trying to do like an intense burnout for the muscles, going up to even as much as 20. But I do advise that you do mix it up. Like there's not just one way... To do, to do the workouts, you should cycle through different rep ranges.
1: Mm. So just like cycling through like the low rep, higher weight, and then the, I guess, medium rep and like a little bit right. lower weight. Yeah, your body likes to spice it up. So it gets bored and plateaus,
0: like I said. So you should cycle through things. Now, it doesn't have to be for that long. Maybe you're really obsessed with the short rep and high weight. And so maybe you take like a week or two and deload and do lighter weight training Um, And then go right back into the heavy lifting. But that being said, you should still like try new exercises, spice it up in other ways too.
1: Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. So going back to cardio, is including cardio, I know we can lose weight without working out, but including cardio, is that one of the main things that will help expedite our results when it comes to weight loss? So cardio is not necessary, but
0: I do think for this day and age, there's not enough like steps within a day that people achieve so cardio is a great way to make sure that you're hitting those basic needs if you want to expedite the process of fat loss there's two types of cardios that you can do Um, one would be like long distance training like if you're doing one pace you're going to want to go for a long time maybe like an hour and then if you don't want to spend that much time, you can do interval trainings with cardio. So my favorite to go to is like one minute fast, one minute slow, um, and do that for like 20 or 30 minutes. I think I always encourage at least two uh, cardio days, but you don't necessarily need it to lose weight, if okay. that makes sense.
1: It does make sense. I know for... I don't know if it's still a trend, but I know for a while it was the... Is, Twelve three thirty I don't it's like the one, yeah, like
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. There. There's so many trends. And basically, all it is, is just making sure you're burning more. But there's no like magic, uh, you know, formula for for how much you should do an exercise or or cardio.
1: That makes sense. And it sounds like you probably can just pick whatever cardio you enjoy most and just go with that. Exactly. What doing what you enjoy is
0: key because it's going to keep you being consistent. And like I said, consistency really is key.
1: Yes. So if someone isn't Seeing results but they have been consistent with their workouts and healthy nutrition what are some things they can start doing to start getting results yeah
0: so like i said i think switching it up a lot of people stay to the same thing all the time so try that but also don't negate or forget about The potential of possible hormonal issues or underlying diseases. A lot of people blame themselves and then find out later down the line that, you know, maybe they had insulin resistance, which is a huge reason for weight gain or PCOS, things like that. So I would strongly recommend talking to a physician. Or if, you know, in addition to that, to maybe go the extra mile to increase the amount of time that you're at the gym, take those extra walks. But realize that sometimes there are limitations of our own body, and there are things like set weights where your body is comfortable at a certain weight, and just because you're, you know, maybe thicker than the next person doesn't mean you're any less in shape. So again, managing that expectation to maybe reflecting to like, am I being reasonable? Or also changing the goals. Like if you're not seeing the results you want, maybe take a break from that for a second and try to work to something else. And sometimes you come back to that other goal, it becomes easier taking that break off, yeah. you know, changing it up.
1: Yeah, I love that you mentioned, especially just with hormonal issues and potentially just getting the blood work or seeing the doctor and seeing if there is anything within your body, you know, outside of the gym and outside of your nutrition that might be holding you back. I know last year I started working with a functional medicine doctor, and it's so interesting because I am someone like I get my physical every year. You know, I do the standard blood work, but they tested for so many more things. Wow. It was like 12 to 14 miles of blood. It was like a lot. Wow. Uh, yeah, I was just like, oh my gosh, I was just like, take the blood. I don't want to look. Ah, I don't like did you get fatish? Um, no, I didn't actually, but you know, she was like, well, just like let me know how you're feeling. But I was fine. I just like couldn't look because I was just like, oh my gosh, it seems like a lot. And it felt like a lot. Uh, a lot longer than normal. Wow. Um, but one of the tests that I did do was for my hormones. And I did learn that I have estrogen dominance, which I had never heard of that term before. But it like makes a Lot of sense because correct me if I'm wrong, but I think hormonal weight is like usually in like the low, like the hips and like lower stomach maybe. And so mm-hmm. I had noticed that I was like getting like more weight, and I hadn't really changed things that much. But I just noticed I was holding on to more of that. And I also did a gut test, huh? a stool test. Mm, yes, it's kind of gross, but <laughs> self it in. No, I've that. heard of this. Yes, and then I found out that I had a good amount of bad bacteria, which also does clo- it causes a lot of bloating. So I think right. yeah, those are. Things that I would have been like, oh my gosh, like I'm doing all this, and like, why does my stomach like seem like so bloated? And because I think for me at least, sometimes I can't always tell the difference between like bloating and weight gain because it just kind of looks a little bit similar when it's
0: always there. Right, Um, exactly, exactly.
1: And we're so quick to
0: judge ourselves and call ourselves lazy mm -hmm. or just not doing enough, but there really could be things going on that you have no power of or
1: awareness of. Um, Yeah. And if you're just pushing yourself harder and harder, and then maybe that's spiking your cortisol and just making your hormones rage even more. Exactly. Exactly. I will acknowledge that it is a little bit more on the expensive side. Like I haven't found a functional medicine doctor that does take interns and that kind of sucks because right. I do see the value in it. But I even know for me, like I started listening to this podcast, it's um, the doctor's pharmacy is like with Dr. Mark Hyman and just learning from him and he's a functional medicine doctor. So he'll be like, sometimes he'll give you tips. He'll be like, oh, you can ask your primary doctor for these tests. And these are kind of the results that we look for in functional medicine because the baseline is different for them. Like what's right. within the normal limits for functional medicine usually is different or the primary is what I've noticed because I still go to both. Yeah, Um, So I just found for me that's been helpful to understand my body better.
0: Right. Yeah. I love that holistic approach because it really isn't so just cut and dry of just like going into the gym and X, Y, Z. And sometimes it is. I mean, it depends Mm -hmm. on the, it depends on the person, but I commend you for doing that. And that's something I think like, hopefully I'm feeling that this is happening, that society is moving towards a more holistic, uh, health mm-hmm. approach. So maybe one day it'll be, you know, insurance covered.
1: <laughs> I agree. I feel like I see more of the talk about the holistic approach on Instagram, which is really nice to see. Mm-hmm. And also, I mean, I did with Parsley Health, so I think in like California, New York, they do take insurance. So hopefully one day, you know, they'll they'll take it. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't live in those places. <laughs> but, <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> you know. I I do love that we are getting more towards that and it's not just – because I do feel like sometimes or in the past, it's been like, oh, we'll take this medicine or do that, but it's more so finding out like where are you nutrient deficient and what are your hormones looking like, especially for women. Because as you said earlier, this really was designed for men and we were really Mm -hmm. left out of a lot of things. Right. So just taking that into account now makes sense. And I will say – that the shift, at least as far as I knew with like weight gain and stuff, it kind of started happening more so when I turned 30. And so I was just like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the body does when you go into that new decade. But that's when I started right. to things were different. Yeah, totally.
0: And I've had clients have that same experience or it's like later in life with, you know, menopause too. There's things going on and to be honest, it's above in my knowledge, but hundred percent like digestive issues, like had a couple clients where there is that insane bloating and they get hormonal tests and all that and everything comes out fine and we're both kind of like all right let's let's reframe let's <laughs> you know i know this stinks but what do we having in control right now what what other avenues of your physique that we can focus on to continue helping your your health as much as we can
1: exactly and that's even something that reminds me a part of my gut or my stool test is that I I had really low enzymes so I, my body isn't properly digesting food unless I take the digestive enzyme or the bitters or the apple cider vinegar so there's just right. so things but I just feel yeah. like that's all we have to give ourselves grace because sometimes right. like, especially the women like we have so many different hormones in our bodies just they don't always sometimes they just do their own thing and we're not on board <laughs> 100%
0: yeah so many sessions like clients will ask can we have just a restorative session because my body mm. can't handle it i'm like yes let's let's focus on stretching let's focus on you know xyz like listening to the the body is important for sure um and that's why i honestly love working with women too because we all get it like <laughs> it's tough out here
1: it's yeah so tough but you know it's just really great to see things seeing us be more included in things which exactly yeah I know like intermittent fasting, I don't know how you feel about that, but that's also a big topic. But then I just, I don't know because I hear so many mixed things, especially when it comes to women doing it. So I don't know if that's another Why? thing you have to like see how you feel when you do it, but what are your thoughts on intermittent fasting?
0: You know, I have to say, I, I need to do more research on, on the topic myself. I feel like it's it's so new that I, I don't ever recommend it because I'm like, I don't know 100% if this is what we should be doing. But I often find that in clients kind of fall into it naturally. And if it works for them, then I say, go ahead, would not work for me because I love my breakfast food. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, no, I kind of I'm,
1: I'm open minded, skeptical but not passing too much judgment yet at the moment definitely it's there's so many different opinions on there so it makes sense right so have there been or have you seen common challenges or concerns working with women that they are facing in their fitness journey and if so like if you have seen certain challenges that seem to be a common theme like what tips do you provide to help them overcome those challenges
0: yeah confidence has been a huge issue that i've I like to not just train, like, get you results, but increase your confidence at the gym, at life, at doing the exercises. It's amazing. Like, I was laughing with one of my clients earlier today. He's he's a guy, and he's so expressive, like, yelling, throwing weights. And I'm like, wow, like, and then, you know, I have my ladies, and they'll just be you know, like not making any sound. (laughs) I know that for the people in the pod, uh, just listening, I was I was just doing a bench press motion and like literally not making a sound. And that really affects the workout. If you can't really tap into pushing your body to the limits, it could really hold you back. So I'll literally coach women to yell, sometimes to cry, just like let let it out. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that has been a theme. Even coaching to ask guys at the gym to work in. Like if they say, Camille, I can't do my homework because someone was using the machine. I'm like, okay, so this is what you're going to do next time. You're going to go up to the guy and say, hey, can I work in? Which means when he's resting during his set, then you hop in and you guys kind of like work as a team and and it really works like to increase in confidence so that's one aspect that I do with my ladies and then two just going back to unreasonable expectations or so critical of themselves for one client I, I had a mirror in one of my my gym that I used to have in D.C. I had to like hide the mirror because every time she came in front of it, it was picking her body apart. So focusing more on what your body can do as opposed to what it looks like and finding fulfillment in that has been a huge mission and passion of mine to share with my clients.
1: I think that's a big one. I think it's so easy to, especially when you have a certain goal and you want to look a certain way to look in the mirror and just really point out everything you hate about your body. But one thing I love right. is like a practice that I like to do and tell people about if they're struggling with this is when you look in the mirror, like you have to give yourself three compliments before you can say anything bad about yes. you look or your body. So you can start reframing your mindset because if you don't love your body in its current state, you're not going to just magically love it when exactly. you get to your goal weight because your mind is already so conditioned to not like your body right. to automatically speak so poorly of it. So I think just right. reframing your mindset before you even get your goal is so crucial.
0: Yes that's so huge.
1: I like that because so many people just
0: bash on their bodies or can't even look at the positive. Like I'll compliment my clients so much. Like, you know, Oh, I really see your like arm definition. I'll be like, it's the lighting. And I'm like, take the compliment. And it's like, <laughs> it's gotten to the point where they know not to talk crap about their body because I, <laughs> you know, we've like shifted that perspective and it's huge. And I think it's been the way we've been conditioned as women. But I think finally, especially this generation, we're really seeking to heal from that.
1: Yes. And it's such a beautiful thing. Also, I love when you mentioned about the confidence and the yelling because it's so funny. You li- <laughs> you literally only hear men grunting louder. I'll have my headphones mm-hmm. up to the highest volume and I could hear someone grunting. It's never a woman. So I <laughs> yeah. love that. I've never thought about it because I am really silent when I work out. And I I, j- I don't know. It is such a woman thing. I've never thought about it. <laughs>
0: Right. Yeah, no. We're like taught to like not be heard, to not mm. disrupt. And I think it can especially when you're lift lifting heavy weight, it can actually hurt you because you're you're not giving it your all. You're like subconsciously keeping things lower, controlled
1: mm-hmm. beneath the surface, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it makes sense. It's like we're kind of holding back a little bit and the extra little oomph could probably just maybe yeah. give us you the extra couple of pounds or whatever it is that we're trying to achieve.
0: Exactly. I find it helpful sometimes when I start yelling and then they they start <laughs> yelling and it's, it's teamwork here. <laughs> Let's disrupt the
1: whole gym. <laughs> I like that a lot. So in terms of nutrition, what are some essential elements for a balanced diet specifically tailored to women's needs?
0: Yeah, that's a a good question. So nutrition wise, I find making sure enough protein is being eaten. And that's not just specific to women, but um, it can really help with feelings of satiation, like muscle growth, things of that nature Iron is a, an important nutrient that we need, uh, especially as women when we're on our menstrual cycle. Um, we lose a lot of blood and that leads to, you know, dizziness, brain fog, all that sort of thing. But other than that, to be honest, I don't know much other diet tips for women specifically other than that iron being important and protein, even though that's not really specific to women.
1: I do hear generally as women, we tend to eat not enough protein because we don't always center our meals around it like men right we, we, love
0: men. Like, like, we love carbs we love pasta and cheese so much
1: <laughs> yeah. I, with myself I can find myself just making like carby things and just like have no meat in it and just like yeah
0: yes that's girl what? dinner have you heard of that yes. girl dinner <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. I love that trend I was like oh my gosh I have girl dinners all the time
0: yes <laughs> yes they're so easy they're so good Um, but yeah and, and there's also a kind of like I think a lot of women shy away from it because they they it's like masculine or something or they're gonna get bulky and it's just not the truth like what makes you bulky yeah. is testosterone and being a man
1: so yeah all you ladies out there
0: have that protein
1: yes love it so in general terms when it comes to nutrition like how do you go about preparing your meals like are you making sure you get like a certain amount of vegetables like how do you kind of do that so that you can stay healthy and lean.
0: Yeah. So I hate cooking. So oh <laughs> what I do <laughs> is I do make my my breakfast, and I try to do a very like balanced plate. I kind I'm not too like into measuring things for myself, but making sure I have a protein, a carb, um, like veggies, uh, fats, and then I use a meal delivery service called Factor and it's Ooh, is that only Pale. in New York or
1: do you
0: know No, I think there's there's other locations um, Ooh, that okay. they go to. But there's so many different brands. Fun tip if you're trying to save money, do the first week which is discounted. Cancel it and then just try like another like meal delivery <laughs> service because they all do that. <laughs> uh-huh. So you can end up getting really discounted like meals from months. I found that I really liked Factor. I had issues with giving getting enough food. Like the way my stress kind of manifests is that I don't feel hungry or I d- you know I don't feel like I have time to cook. So a huge battle was just getting the calories in, in me. So. That has been like life changing for me is minimizing how difficult <laughs> the, 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 the you know, getting nutrients would be. So I do that for um, lunch and dinner and they're really good at making it super balanced and it takes the de- decision making out for me.
1: I like that a lot, especially for the people who do feel really busy and don't necessarily love to meal prep and to cook. I know for me, I'm just picky. Like I, there, I've tried some services. I'm like, hmm, I don't know, but I think I actually like your suggestion of just doing the Cheap week, the first week, and then just kind uh-huh. of um, try them all. And then if you find one you love, then you have found one you can stick with. Um, right, exactly. Nutrition is so important. So I feel like, at least I know for me, like I have to have that lockdown. And like, in right. of my life where I've been in my best shape, it's because like I've worked with a service. Because again, like I'm just, I'll be eating girl dinners for lunch. Right, <laughs> exactly.
0: They're saying you come home exhausted and you just don't mm. want to have to think about it. I know that's like a huge luxury too. And, and not mm. everybody can do it, so I would say having the like most simple foods possible. Like if if you can't do uh, meal delivery services, like get some broccoli, <laughs> steam it. Uh, like do a big thing of rice, and if you're. Mm. I get so weird about meat. Like I hate cooking it myself. I always feel like it's undercooked. Like you could get a rotisserie chicken from oh, Whole goodness. Foods for like $8 and it could last you last days. So yeah. there's definitely ways to kind of uh, get around that and think
1: simple, like don't overthink it. True. And the air fryer, I feel like makes everything taste better. Um, right. So that's like true. That's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like the way it's cooked. It's like juicy on the inside, but still like like crispy.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually need to, get, I need to get one. Maybe oh that gosh, will change oh my, my attitude no. to cooking and meat. And it's so quick too.
1: <laughs> and it's like it yeah. tells you like for chicken, most of them will tell you or it has a booklet, like, oh, cook it for X amount of time. And then of course, I always have to cut and make sure, especially the chicken, but it usually tells yeah. you how long to cook it for. So yeah. I oh, okay. Helpful. I'm going
0: to maybe put that on my
1: my Christmas (laughs) list. Oh, that's a good one. Especially, (laughs) oh, yeah. Air fries are amazing. Definitely can't live without one. I mean, I've had two, but (laughs) it definitely help. Nice. All right, Camille. Well, thank you so much for coming on. So can you tell us where we can find you, to follow you, and what services and programs that you offer? Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. This has been great. So my
0: Instagram is Camille underscore Trotter. And I have a website and super basic Camille Trotter.com. Uh, my business is called CT Fit. I offer one-on-one and couples personal training mm-hmm. virtually and in person in New York, as well as I have a PDF program that's specifically for glute building, but there's also upper body um, workouts included and it's for 12 weeks. And I have all these videos um, that you can use to reference to if you don't know how to do the exercises. There's even a little breakdown on anatomy because I love explaining (laughs) all that kind of scientific stuff. And then last service I offer is personalized programming uh, subscription. So it's a monthly subscription where you input like what equipment you have, what your goals are, and I design a program for you up to five workouts per week. And then... At the end of the month, you kind of like tell me how you feel, any updates that you want, and I change the program so you can constantly not be reaching that plateau. Keep it fresh, keep it, keep it fun. Um, so yeah, those three things and you know i haven't done it yet in the city but if you want some salsa lessons i'm also happy to
1: (laughs) happy to do that (laughs) that is super amazing well those sound like really great programs i will make sure that i link your instagram in the show notes so people can easily find you and work with you and just really follow you and learn all the tips from you because like i said you have amazing content so definitely thank you so much thank you Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode. If you really loved the episode and you felt like it resonated with you, be sure to share the love and share the episode with a friend. Also, if you could take a minute and head to the review section wherever you listen to your podcast and leave me a review, letting me know what you're loving about these episodes and which topics you want to hear next. That way, I can make sure that I continue creating episodes that you love. Also, make sure you hit the subscribe button so that you don't miss an episode. Until next week, bye grown girl gang.